You're listening to Grant's Rants. Subscribe and spread the word. There are a lot more rants to come. Listen anytime on all major podcasting platforms. And now, back to the show. And we're back on the podcast. I'm joined by Fern and Justin. Good to have you both here as uh, continuing on with this Thanksgiving panel. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> here we are. Uh, let's get into some Real Housewives of New York City news. After a rough season with low ratings and some bad press, to say the least, um, an insider says that there are no plans to bring the show back until uh, through 2023. So there'll be no Roni in 2022. We've heard this. I feel like it's kind of obvious, but like, you know, someone's going to say something. So, um, but they did say the show was still alive, but you have to like, Bravo doesn't cancel stuff. So I guess it's important to say, well, it's not on the schedule. It doesn't mean it's dead. So I'm glad about that. Some people have said the show should come to an end. I I'm not ready for that. Uh, so I'm glad that it does continue, but yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. There's uh, some other small news in here, but, um, I want the two of you to, to react to this news. What do you think of the state of Roni? Well, full disclosure, I worked on season 13, um, of the show. The most recent season for people listening. Most recent season, this low rated, whatever, whatever. Um, even though I will say that this low rated Roni season rates higher than, Potomac rates higher than a lot of the other shows that are on Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, funnily enough, Below Deck is their like highest rated show. So it's not even necessarily about the housewives over there all the time anymore. True. But um, I will say uh, that I think moving forward, everything that the fans kind of see and know and have come to learn about this franchise. And, you know, before ever working on the show, I was a fan of these shows. Um, Stuff trickles out through the press all the time. Um, And as we've learned now, also kind of with Ultimate Girls Trip, which we'll talk about a little more um, shortly, eventually the truth kind of comes out. Um, even if it's years later about whatever these stories and same thing with the book, not all diamonds and rosé, you hear the stories and you get kind of the facts years after um, the show might have aired and all this drama might have happened. And usually what we realize as fans is that we were always kind of close to the truth and maybe just missing some nuances. Mm. So I would say take from that what you will. Um, And I think that People are always, the show is still alive. Everyone still wants a Real Housewives of New York City. How that evolves and changes is up in the air right now. As Andy said, as the network has said, and I think that there's a lot of opportunity moving forward. And the first, you know, uh, 12, 13 years of the show were the first 12, 13 years. And every season of every city is a specific period of time and a specific group of women and that always changes so last year's season was the thick of New York City at the tail end of the pandemic and it was rough for everybody involved and um it's reality tv so you you guys got you got the real the real footage that was caught Mm -hmm. um yeah Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who watch these shows, sometimes me included, who are quite quite critical and always saying that these shows are near death, (laughs) you know, so I think some people really want to just like bring Rhodey down. I am not one of them, but I think a lot of people definitely felt like because of the Bethany effect, right? Oh, Hmm. Bethany left. 
oh, the show is going down. Oh, it's in terrible shape. Like people just want to keep that narrative going because they're just, they're want to believe that Bethany is the only savior of the show. Yeah. And they're looking for likes and retweets and, you yep. know, mm-hmm. and their own, whatever they're pushing and everyone's got a hot take and it's all silly and frivolous because what I learned really, and the, the team is amazing. I love the people that work on the show and they so many of them have been doing it like since the beginning and for so long and they're very talented and they've made a lot of that iconic comedic television that we love and that we've seen for years and years and years. And so um, I hope that, you know, we kind of can hit that great comedy that Roni is um, again, in the near future, last year was tough for everybody. And even, you know, when they did that reunion, uh, season 12 with Ramona, with the clear mask, I don't wear a mask in the ocean. Like it was intense. It was a lot. So, um, I don't know. The future is the future. We'll see what that brings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fern, as a longtime viewer, what did you make of it? Yeah. I, I don't want to see it canceled, but I feel like all of these shows, like the best seasons are the ones I think are the ones where people like really have a genuine beef with each other. So like, I mean, this is going way back, but Bethany and Jill were real friends and had a real falling out. And I feel like that's what, you know, with all of these shows, Melissa, I thought the best seasons of New Jersey were when Melissa and Teresa hated each other. Cause that was like a real fight that, you know, they really didn't like each other and we got to see it play out. So I feel like if they can cast new people who have a history and who who we can see them flesh out their relationship I think that's what makes it that's what makes these shows interesting that's what hooked me the characters and the people and their stories and yeah there are comedic moments because they're all so outrageous these outrageous personalities that I just have to find the right people but I don't want to see it canceled at all New York was always my favorite because they I felt like they had real issues. Mm. They well, were friends too. Yeah. Well, Luann and Ramona seem to be open to bringing in new people on the Kelly Clarkson show. They, you know, I like how like, Ramona did preface saying like, if we continue, but like, I like how just they sit there so comfortably. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to welcome people in if we want, if, you know, if they're interested, like it's their show, they're <laughs> gatekeeping. what you you see is what you get with them Mm, yeah yeah andy told michael rapaport that they're casting quote a lot okay and um looking at every option so the usual talking points uh i don't know i'm just glad that it'll continue but i i i don't know some people like live for these seasons like when they come they come i think it's we we have so many housewives right now and now we've got the spinoffs it's enough for me i don't need you know i'm not like people count down for the jersey trailer like every year it's aggressive like i'm okay i have enough housewives to watch and after all these years you'd think that you know a lot of viewers would have learned that ultimately what you want in the end is the best story and when that Mm -hmm. comes will come you know and so True. jersey had to take some time off and yeah they did teresa goes to jail but then the long arc of these shows the fact these are some of the longest running tv shows on history in history mm-hmm. now you know and and to be documenting these people's real lives you know they reflect our real lives in a lot of ways and we've grown with them and we see mm-hmm. the journeys that they're on and that doesn't happen neatly year to year uh necessarily when you know the show is going to air so it's messy and it's complicated and it really is real life and 
you know, yeah, they're making a TV show and they know that, um, but their actions on said TV show also have consequences. Mm. So, Are we thankful for this Real Housewives ultimate girls trip? Uh, the R-H-U-G-T thing throws me every time. Are we <laughs> thankful for this show? I actually, well, I'll get into it, but I want to hear from you guys first. Karen, <laughs> you want to go first? I haven't watched it yet. I know there's one, there's one episode out, right? And well, if you subscribe to Peacock Premium, you can you watch get them all? the first four. Okay. I'm not I'm not doing that. We might have it. I did we'll it. <laughs> I did it. I'm thankful for it. I hate this. I'm it's, not thankful you know, for Peacock. Can I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I was very um speculative about this show. I, you know, what I heard about it like in advance. And I was like, and they're they're playing games and doing this, but it actually is really cute. I think editorially, the team made some like really interesting decisions in mm-hmm. how they've taken a really creative approach to this mashup. Um, and they, you know, mash up the footage in and make edits in ways that we haven't seen on these shows before. And they even have a really fun uh, theme song. Like, I, I want to know who did this Caribbean Housewives mix. And, like, you will hear a remix of that in the gay club in, like, two weeks, I promise. Um, but I think it's really fun. And they all went in, you know, uh, with their walls down. And the show is entirely breaking the fourth wall. They're talking about... Uh, production. They're talking about what it's like to be a reality star and the consequences of that and how challenging it's been and what it's like when your friend really betrays you for the sake of the show. Or like with Bethany and Luann, when Bethany showed Luann the picture of Tom making out with that woman at the bar, like Luann's like, you didn't have to do that on camera, Mm. but she did it um, Mm. for the sake of TV. And so they're having really interesting conversations and you know, just I'm not going to say who, but fair warning, you are getting a lot of full frontal from these. (laughs) That is something unprecedented. And I don't know if we all needed to see it, but we've seen it now. So that's happening. I'm intrigued, not by the full frontal, but by the (laughs) idea that they break the fourth wall, because that's what always annoyed me with these shows was like, I would just watch them and be like, it was edit, like they're saying this for a reason, or they're like, I would always be like, if it weren't on a TV show, then X, Y, Z, you know, like it would always drive mm-hmm. me nuts mm-hmm. that they were like kind of playing and not acknowledging that they were being recorded and on a show. So that makes me want to watch it. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I had no interest in watching this at all. And then it was like events from the week and things that crazy. And I was like, I need just something mindless. And then, of course, in the city, there are buses with all the housewives on them, which I've never seen before. <gasps> And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And I just watched the first episode and I was wrong. I laughed. I had a good time. I thought it was absurd. It has every housewives trope you could imagine, but yet I was entertained. And for that, I am thankful. Yeah. I, you know, nice. it, it was enough for me to continue. I am looking forward. Like, I think the most of, most of us are looking forward to the second one more with the casting choices they made. But Justin, I just want to add, like, you're completely right with the, the editorial decisions and the just the approach they took at the breaking of the fourth wall. This is all stuff I think we've asked for as longtime viewers. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was good. It's total fan okay. service. And it's really it yes. is really, really funny. And I'm actually amazed at how the level to which these women are delivering, given that it was really only like a seven day shoot. Like, yeah. and, and they like 
they went nuts. It's amazing. Let's transition to what we're thankful for in pop culture. We have these ridiculous prompts. Um, I'll go first as always, I guess. Our first thing is what celebrity or celebrity couple we're thankful for. I believe I, I said this in the past, but you know, I'm thankful for, I guess, Brittany and Sam as a couple. Uh, Sam has been her lifeline and her support to the world. And mm. he recently credited all of his success to her, which was pretty nice. And yeah, I mean, just, I'm glad that they're, they're the, one of the few couples I care to follow. Yes. And I'm still thankful for Sam in my Instagram feed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, uh, Justin? Um, you know, not necessarily, I'm not going to do uh, thankful for couples because I didn't, I couldn't think of any that I liked particularly, but I am thankful for uh, Megan Fox. You know, mm-hmm. I think she's having a total kind of career resurgence. Um, and even though she's associated with the Kardashians and, and her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly, I love that she's just like embracing the hot girl nostalgia that like exists around her. And she's just going full rock star girlfriend and is like, I'm the hottest B-I-T-C-H in the room. At least she's projecting that. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think you, people are putting more respect on her name and career. And uh, Halloween this year, people really were paying a lot of attention to Jennifer's body. There were a lot of think pieces about it. So I'm very thankful for Megan Fox. Um, but then also, I, I am always thankful for Miss Cardi B. She's hosting the AMAs. Um, and she's got her hit Facebook show, Cardi Tries. Um, and I just love that she has maintained the uh, the kind of MO behind her success, which is that she's fully herself, like awkward fart jokes and all. Um, and she's elevated herself more as just a multifaceted entertainer and not a rapper. She is a personality that can make a hit rap song and get her diamond plaques and whatever, but people just love her and they want to just watch her. And she is continuing to just be her unabashed self. And I am just always and forever thankful for Cardi B. Oh, I can co-sign that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I have to check this out. I love what you said about Megan Fox because I love to think that like nobody's ever over in mm. in this industry in life. Like you, do, there's always a second chance. Well, well, some people should be over in the yes. industry. <laughs> some people have had <laughs> them uh, Mel Gibson. I mean, he's someone who can has had multiple chances, and we're good. <laughs> Reed. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right, Fern, who are you thankful for? Well, because Sex and the City is coming back, and I don't know if it's going to be good, but feel free to DM me. I want to talk about it. People, this is this is why when I miss After Buzz, like I want to talk about it mm-hmm. with people. So my celeb, like who I'm thankful for, of course, is Sarah Jessica Parker, and I will defend her to the death. I will, <laughs> this is the hill I will die on. She is my favorite celebrity um, her Instagram is my favorite. She's just so grateful. She's always showing, you know, slices of her life in New York and moments in her life. And she's just so appreciative and she's just herself. She hasn't done anything to her face. She is who she is. And she's a grateful, like beautiful person. And she'll always be relevant to me. I I do think she's amazing. And I am excited for, uh, and just like that. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) 
Nice. Well, speaking of TV shows, that's our next category here. What TV show and or film are we uh, thankful for this year? And I just a little reflecting, of course, one can never remember every show they watched all year long, but I, I recommended this show to a lot of people and I, I thought it was really great and it was wild and strange, but White Lotus, I was really into this year and it was a unique kind of show, but I was thoroughly entertained and gripped through the whole thing. So for that, I will give it a nod. You know, I, I, did you look at White Lotus? Yes. I think I, I to... <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I watched, uh, I binged it recently, like last weekend. So I wasn't oh, wow. part of, like the main conversation when it was all happening, yeah. but I knew I wanted to watch it. And yeah, I like blew through the episodes, was thoroughly entertained. And what I loved most about it was I thought that it was uh, just a real exploration of humanity, you know, again, yeah. in these random people's stories. And, um, and it was very honest about people and their behavior. And, and there was a little something, there was someone we all know in that show mm. in all these different characters. And I, I thought it was really well done. I always gravitate to ensemble dramas that have multiple storylines. That's why I like the soaps. And yeah, I mean, also just shout out to Jennifer Coolidge for an amazing performance, amazing sound design on the show. So to me, I am most thankful for, I guess, uh, this year for the show. Fern, though, not so much, I guess. No, I couldn't watch the first. I watched the first episode and then I couldn't get through this. I was like, I... I don't care about any of these people. I hate all of them. And I don't care about any of them. It's like I the movie love- Vanderpump Rules. Same, yeah. <laughs> like the movie, I people say- love the movie Love Actually. And I hate that movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate every one of these people. They all deserve everything that's coming to them. And that's how I felt about White Lotus. I couldn't get into it because I didn't like anybody. I didn't find them very likable either, but by the third episode, the way the story was written, I was like, mm. I just needed to get it. By the third episode, I was like all in. But I mean, if it's just not your cup of tea, I get it. But for me, it was like, I was excited for it and it didn't let me down. So thankful yeah. for that. And there was, you know, complex social commentary, obviously. Yeah, in there too. it was smart. And, um, it was smart. Yeah, yeah but I, I I understand that perspective, Fern, of when you don't like the people, you're, you're tuned <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Justin, what are you thankful for in television or film? Oh, okay. I'm going to run through a quick list. Um, I'm thankful. Well, it hasn't come out yet, but I am thankful that Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo were cast in Wicked. I think that's very exciting. Um, watching on television, I love Impeachment, American Crime Story. Mm. No, I like vaguely remember um, the scandal <laughs> when it happened. Uh, and now as an adult kind of watching it uh, through this perspective and the way that the story is being told, um, I have a new kind of understanding, I think, about why they're uh, just the negative perceptions around the Clintons, especially, um, you know, and why there's just such a fervent rage still against them as politicians that I think is like really interesting. Um, And then also Halloween Kills. Jamie Lee Curtis is still doing Mm -hmm. the damn thing. Um, And she's an executive producer on this new uh, rebooted trilogy. And they are truly terrifying. Um, Beautifully shot, gory and intense. And I just think that the filmmaking behind it is incredibly effective. And um, they're good movies outside of just the Halloween season. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis, definitely. 
I'm yeah. glad to see like she's doing so well and she's got her podcasts and she's she's really working it still. And I remember as a kid, people were saying her career was over because she wouldn't go under the knife. She wouldn't color her hair. And mm. that was like the biggest cardinal sin. It was like, well, then she's done. And here we are. And she's not done at all. So I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I, I think she always gives a good interview too on talk shows. She always keeps it fresh. It's, it's, I, I enjoy her a lot. Okay. Mm, <laughs> she works nice. for it. She's out there yeah. selling it, you know? Yeah. Nice. I also loved American Crime Story. Loved it. And so funny, Justin, when that all broke, it was 1998. I was spending a lot of time at your house. And that's how, <laughs> <laughs> that's when it was. And wow, I remember funny. it so well. And I love the way Ryan Murphy, like, you know, the way he was so, um, he was so kind to Monica Lewinsky, not in the way he told the story, but he said, if I ever tell this story, you're the one who's going to be able to tell it. That she, the way the media treated her was Mm -hmm. atrocious. The way the media treated Mm -hmm. all of the women involved was atrocious. Mm -hmm. And to see it played out, um, the way it happened, it's, it, it was, mind-blowing that it really did happen that way and there were so many moments that I remember and I'm re-horrified like I'm like I can't believe I know that really happened and I still can't believe it so it was so well done all the actresses are amazing yes amazing my other favorite show yeah this year never have I ever it's on Netflix have you seen it? It's a no, story of an Indian American teenager, Davy Vishwakumar, and it's uh, written and produced by Mindy Kaling. And it's just so my friend and I call it our anxiety show. It's so <laughs> funny. Like we watch it when we have anxiety, but it's because it's so funny, but it has so much heart. It's so good. And I just fell in love with it. I watched, I mean, I watched the first season last year and the second season was this year and I like re fell in love with it and watched both seasons again. It's so good. And I have so many ideas for, I'm in like a Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. I joined this Facebook group and I like have all these ideas for the third season. I'm like, if I could write for this show, I have a million ideas. It's such a good show. Oh, I'll have I to take it. your word for it and look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch it because I love Mindy Kaling, but yes. I, I will watch. Well, let's move on to our next category, album, song, or artist. I'll keep mine really quick, but for me, I've been listening to so much Lana Del Rey. It's ridiculous. I don't know why I'm so deep into it, but she's released two albums this year, so it's worth noting. Chemtrails Over the Country Club and Blue Bannisters, and I've been listening to them a lot. Uh, I just love the instrumentals. It's very easy listening. Listening. Obviously, the lyrics are like poetry. She's fascinating to me. And uh, I know a lot of people feel like she's had her moment, but she's still creating and she's just she's such an artsy type and she's delivering, in my opinion, what nobody else is doing anymore. And she's just, you know, one of those standouts to me. But I know when those end of year song lists comes out, when those lists come out, mm-hmm. she'll be like within the top 10 easily, if not the top two. And so I've just really gotten really just super deep into her music lately. This whole last She's year. Fine, you know, and Lana's always really good around the fall. Mm, yeah. There's something about her music videos and the lyrics she used. She just paints such a picture. I have such an appreciation. So I'm definitely thankful for her. Agreed. Cool. Um, okay. So I guess the artist that I'm thankful for, it was a no brainer for me. Saucy Santana. You know, Lil Nas X got a lot of attention this year for being like this out gay rapper, but Saucy Santana is really where it's at. Saucy is going super viral on TikTok, on all the platforms. Uh, His song Walk, 
um, his song Rent Due. Saucy is a rapper with a lot of personality, um, identifies as male, but has long nails, lipsticks, fancy bags, and is really just, you know, putting his own stamp on hip hop music and, um, and is selling out shows and become this viral sensation being hmm. unabashedly, excuse me, themselves. Um, and it's, it's a really kind of beautiful and exciting thing to see. And it's great turn up music. It is what you want to hear if you're going to any party or you're going to the gym, you just want to hype yourself up. Saucy Santana is where it's at. Nice. Ah, unfamiliar, believe it or not. I am I am not familiar. I'm surprised. Get into it. Everybody yeah. to get into saucy. I, I am now learning here, right here on the podcast. Nice. To try to make something new. Any new music, so I'm, I'm yeah. learning so much. Yeah. Um, Fern, what do you think? What do you think for in music? I know I don't know any new music. I love old music. I'm <laughs> such an old soul. Um, and I was listening to a podcast, The Just Enough Family, which is so good. DM me. That's another one. DM me if you've listened to it. It's it was so good. What is it called? Um, it's called the Justin Family, and it's about the um, oh. Steinbergs. But um, designer Liz Lang is part of that family, and she's interviewed. It's amazing. Um, but they used a song that I've never like an old song. I feel like I know all the songs from the '60s, and it's an old song that I never heard of. That was kind of like lost. Um, it was kind of like lost, and then had a resurgence in the 2010 movie Blue Valentine. It's called You and Me by Penny and the Quarters. Never heard of them. Um, but I keep listening to it over and over again. I love it. It makes Finding me wanna, something new. Yeah. It makes me want to wear like an A-line dress and drink a martini. And <laughs> dance I, I also like very a, inspired by those 60s years. Yes. Um, I totally am with you. Nice. Oh, I did not expect that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say, you know, you know, speaking like of just it. the general vibe and mm-hmm. with Lana too, like Adele obviously just right. dropped huge um and it's it's a beautiful album and i think uh there's a and it's an emotional album as expected um but she was really you know in her winehouse bag like she i think is just wearing her emotions on her sleeve and being very raw and vulnerable but singing her face off in some Mm. ways in ways that i think we haven't heard but are very soulful and reminiscent of that era so i do recommend i loved amy winehouse is that what you have to listen to yeah yeah, I need to like prepare myself to listen to that album. I say exactly. this to everybody. Like, I'm not ready to turn it on when I'm walking the dog. I'm not no. putting it on in the background. Like, that's I need to like prepare, and that's a whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Bit, and it's smart that you do that. And she actually just had Spotify adjust their platform so that you cannot listen to the album on shuffle. Oh. Oh, yeah, so you're yeah. going for the full experience. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, you know, there's a song on there called I Drink Wine. And I think just the context of the story she's telling, you know, mm. she she wants you to experience it a certain way. And, wow. and that matters. I respect that. Yeah. I really respect that. That's great. Let's uh, transition, though, to what we are not thankful for. <laughs> Here we are. More, more importantly, um, mm-hmm. Celebrity couple or celebrity we're not thankful for. I mean, it's, you know, the Kardashians have had a rule on this podcast from day one. Like we're not talking (laughs) about them. So it should come as no surprise that Pete and Kim, I just am so not thankful for. I just, I'm not thankful for that they're in my feed. I'm not thankful (laughs) for I have to kind of move around on page six to avoid the articles, the (laughs) algorithm. I just, it's just, I don't care. I mean, blink and you miss it anyway. This isn't going anywhere. It's just a waste of everyone's time. 
<laughs> I don't, I, I'm not especially invested in the Kardashians so much, but um, I like Pete and Kim, you know, I think that she needs a funny man by her side. She's like crazy hot as ever. And coming off of whatever she's been through with Kanye, she needs someone that's going to make her laugh. Um, I I completely agree. I think he's a perfect person to go from like such a, God bless Kanye, but he's very, seems very serious and seems very, she needs someone to make her laugh. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just more like the saturation for me. I'm just not thankful Mm. for it. It's, it's every headline. It's almost every other Insta story. I don't know. Yeah, th- I'm not interested enough to read the ha- to no. read the article, but when I see it in the headline, I was like, "Good for her. She's a funny man." Well, I guess it was only a matter of time for these two to connect because they've dated everybody else. They've <laughs> effed everybody else. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of saturation over saturation, and it pains me to say this because for all the mistakes that she makes, I love Jennifer Lopez, but I was not on board with Benifer 2.0. That's mine. Same. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. Yes. You no, know, I love her style and aesthetic mm-hmm. from that time. He only looks good when he's with her. Yeah, that's but, true. But um, I I think it was just a sign that, you know, Jennifer just continues to put herself in unhealthy relationship situations Mm -hmm. and she goes from guy to guy. And I would love to see my queen JLo just like stand out there on her own as a single mom and kill it. Like she doesn't need to always like have a guy there with her. She is like everything on her own. And I feel like she's the only one that doesn't see that. Yes. I could not agree more. Same. It's so funny. That's my, it's my not thankful for celebrity couple, JLo and Ben, not thankful at all. She has, she has everything. I don't want to see her like on a yacht with another guy with like, who cares? Just you have, just be happy with yourself and you, you are fabulous just as Mm -hmm. you are. Be a fabulous single mother. You don't need another guy. Just be single for a long time and have fun with it and love yourself. And then the right guy will come along, but you don't, you need to revisit history. It's, it's not necessary. She could create like a whole brand around single gen and write a book and do a media tour and all this about how to be single at 40 plus Mm -hmm. and how to still be fabulous and go out with your girlfriends. And like, she could monetize single gen in a big way. She really could. Well, TV show or film that I'm not thankful for. I mean, so many films. I, I mean, just I, I'm so not a film person these days. All the, the, the superheroes flying around, teaming up. It's just I'm so disinterested. <laughs> I, 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 I want a human story. So th- mm. this I have now, of course, here I am, as usual, not thankful for a show I never watched. But there's a reason why. <laughs> The Squid Game show, it just seems too serious. I, I am not thankful for this. I would not want to see it. I'm not interested in it. I, the memes freak me out. No, I'm rejecting the whole thing. No. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting, though, because you liked White Lotus, which I think also has like a similar sort of commentary on society. Yeah, I'm going to throw in an honorable mention, too. On Hulu, there's a, shr- a show called Shrill, and I tried really badly to get into it. No, I didn't finish it. A.D. Bryant is fine, but mm. the show itself was not my cup of tea. And I sat I through almost like the whole too. thing. Yeah, mm. I watched way too much of it. I should have quit long before. It didn't get better. I only mm. watched the beginning because I love her. I love A.D. Bryant. But yeah, it was like it didn't hook me. 
No. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I like Squid Games, and as a, a sometimes sick reality TV producer, and I, <laughs> part of what I do is coming up with ideas for new shows. Also, there were elements of that that inspired me in one of my recent jobs, so I'm not mad mm. at it. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad it was fruitful yeah. for you. I mean, <laughs> people just- watch out, people. <laughs> people love it. I mean, I don't know enough about it, but for, for the little bit that I, that I do know. It's just, it's just, that's not my kind of show anyway. So I'm, I'm not surprised. And, and the thing is, when Britney Spears had a documentary on Netflix, that was not advertised in that front carousel, like that front page. Mm. And that was just when Squid Game or Squid Games was it? Squid Game, right? Single, singular. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was the first thing. It was the only thing. And I was like, but where is Britney? So in a way, I already had a bad taste in my mouth because I was like, get this out <laughs> of the way. This documentary is so important. But yeah, no, I'm not thankful for that. I'm not going to watch season two. I'm not going to try. I'm okay with that. Well, I would love to cut the Demelio show off the Hulu platform. Um, I just think that that's like so unnecessary. Um, they are kind of in the show complaining about the level of fame that they've achieved so quickly, even though it's attained them all of these things, including mm-hmm television show about their family and everyone in the family is trying to be their own sort of influencer oh, um, and what is this show, what is like the log line for this this is a family docu-series about the D'Amelio family uh starring Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio who are two of the most successful TikTokers oh, in the history yeah, of the you lost me yeah you lost they'll be yeah. on Dancing with the Stars soon enough <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They're they're a big deal with the kids, but um, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what the kids are doing these days. I don't even know who these people are, and I'm straight up not thankful. <laughs> I don't exactly. need to know anymore. I, I'm co-signing already. <laughs> All right, Fern. She's so famous that I actually know who she is. <laughs> so she should be grateful. Yeah. Um, the TV show I'm not grateful for is Outlander. I watched the first mm. season. And I loved it, but it was not like, I'm not into like the way squid game was described to me is like very depraved. I'm not into like depraved things. I'm too mm. sensitive for that. And <laughs> it'll like, I'll have OCD and it'll, like, mm. replay things in my head. I can't watch stuff like that. And it started out like little house on the prairie takes place in the 18th century. It's like little house on the prairie turns into pulp fiction and I am disturbed. And I need people to tell me if I can handle like the other episodes because it's really good, but it's really dark. Yeah, not thankful. I would Our, also like to throw in one more not thankful honorable mention. Yes. It's a classic. The View. Oh, you're in the right place. You're talking to the right person. <laughs> so here's the thing, you know, like I Go think now. now they've they've had through the Trump years, they obviously got a lot of attention with Megan, who I think was actually a really great addition to the panel. She brought them a lot of attention and a lot of headlines. I every day with her on there. Every day. But um I think that I'm just very frustrated now because even the co-hosts who at times, and I don't agree with any of their politics all the time, um, or at least what they say or their commentary, but I think that they are are getting a little bit just kind of too comfortable in um, being so outright rude. You know, I think the whole thing with Jedediah was really interesting. Um, and just the way that they just kind of blindly sort of trashed her 
Um, they set her up. Yeah, I'm double vaccinated and I'm going to get my booster. Jedediah is not vaccinated. She was on this show uh, and was talking about why she was not. Um, And they kind of very quickly just sort of shut her down without even having a real dialogue around and that I think could have maybe moved the conversation more. And instead, they just made themselves look like angry, bitter people. Yes. Um, and, and I think it did them no favors and they're kind of, they're writing their own, you know, ticket to cancellation if they keep that up. Well, keep it up because it's time for this show to go. (laughs) This is an automatic checkbox for me. The worst produced show on television. ABC news is the view. It's terrible. It's horrible. The women are just, it's out of control. And yeah, they very much are. No one's checking them. So they're very, very comfortable. And you know who's really comfortable on that show and shouldn't be is that executive producer. Side note, he was on a podcast talking about how the show is held together by duct tape and he white knuckles it every day. Could you imagine going on record about your anyone's job, anyone's job saying, yeah, no, I don't know what I'm doing. He's getting, you know, he's getting paid too. The, the worst, the view, the worst, the absolute worst. You know what? I'm, forget Squid Game. I'm, I'm, replacing <laughs> I'm serious because it's like there it really is. And it's not it's not even an interesting watch anymore because they, they say the same stuff and it's not always even correct. So like there's no one checking them. It's weird. And I get frustrated when I'm like, the thing was, is like Megan, I didn't always agree with her, but I'm like, oh, she made a clear and concise point and it landed. And then I'm like some of these other women on the panel, I feel like they talk in circles forever and we never get to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's a mix. I think they're all. I think they all talk in circles. I mean, Megan made some really weirdo moments herself, but she. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, there's right now. It's not working, but they claim to love it, so they claim to think it's going great. Though I, I have not worked in live. I don't even know if I want to work in live because that is Mm. a lot. Yeah. No. If they weren't live, it would be flat. The show. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Glad that we got the view hate out of the way. That's kind of (laughs) like a must. Here, so uh, yes, extremely not thankful for any of that mess. Now for transitioning to music artists that we're not thankful for. I just, I, I wonder if we feel the same on this. I just have to get out of the way, like Travis Scott. Like I just can't be thankful for that, like any of that. Like oh. I don't care for him as an artist as it is the whole thing. Like I, if like he went away on a boat, like I'd be okay. Like I'm, I'm good. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. I couldn't name a single one of his songs, really. No. But like, I I know the music and I like the vibe. So like, if it's on, I, I will rock to it. But um, mm. yeah, no, the 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 whole thing with the concert is like so disappointing and uh, messed up. And I just think that you can't skirt accountability for that in the way that it, a lot of people are responsible for. Yes. They're now being, you know, what nine, ten people dead, including a nine-year-old child. Like, it's very upsetting and. And other artists have spoken out. And I think that's a great thing. If you dig deep into that story, it's a lot of messed up stuff. There's also like weird conspiracies out there. Yeah. About like devil symbols associated with him. And like, I'm not one for all that, but, um, but I just think, yeah, I don't know. It's disappointing. Any, you know, loss of life is mm-hmm. sad, especially under like those circumstances. And I just wish like he and everybody involved would have more, all of us as people, you know, this is the Thanksgiving panel. I'm thankful to be alive mm-hmm. after this crazy couple of years with COVID and everything. Um, and I just wish people would be more appreciative and um, respectful of other people's 
existence on this planet. Mm, amen. Perfectly Absolutely. said. Yeah. Any, any, does anyone else have any options here beyond that? Oh, you know, just, I got some behind the scenes scoop that uh, Chance the Rapper is like not the best interview. And, you know, lately I just feel like since his first album came out, he hasn't, not maybe not his first, but the music hasn't been hitting. Chance the Rapper, the music hasn't been hitting. And, you know, I hear behind the scenes that you're not as nice as uh, your smile projects to the public. Mm. So, well, I'm over it. There's a, there's a lot of rappers out there, so you're going to be really uh, talented <laughs> to stand yeah. out. Nice. Burn? I don't really have one. I mean, I... <laughs> I feel like gonna give you like I don't like someone from the sixties like like I just feel like yeah because it's like it's just not like your space so I get it but like no but I actually never have I ever there was a song in that show that I listened do you ever listen to a song so much that you end up hating it and like ruins it for you yeah that's happened I did yeah. that with Heat Waves by Glass Animals it's such a good song mm-hmm. I love it listen to it too much well obviously the big honorable mention we're not thankful for mark zuckerberg and meta slash facebook mm, yeah and they've done to all of us as humans we don't know who we are anymore <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot yeah. of that yeah there's a lot i'm not thankful for on that front yeah so everybody uh, you know take a little step away from your phones get some fresh air and mm. go for a walk and well you know. that does it on that very negative note <laughs> <laughs> what we're not thankful for. I don't yes. know. Yeah, it's a mix, you know, but this is the best thing is like that there's a lot thrown at us every year and then we get to really celebrate the good and the bad. Thank you guys for joining the podcast. This was our annual Thanksgiving panel. I so wish I could do this stuff in person. The, the, the virtual stuff works, but oh, imagine how much fun we'd have in person, you know? Yeah, one day, one day again. Yeah. It will be great. Yeah. Well, my thanks to Fur and my thanks to Justin and to you guys for listening happy thanksgiving and as always we'll be back with more rants i am planning the holiday episode and uh the podcast will continue thank you guys thank you thank you happy thanksgiving Thanksgiving. this has been grants rants follow grants on twitter and instagram at it's grants rants cover art created by howie rone Original theme music by Alexander Arntzen. The Grant Michael Collection.